Thanks for downloading this episode from Teachers Talk Radio. You can find the full schedule and listen back to all our shows at ttradio.org. Enjoy the podcast. This programme has been brought to you by The Happy Confident Company. Our clinically approved, ready-to-go wellbeing and mental health programme will help your pupils thrive. In only 10 minutes a day, you'll be able to deliver social and emotional learning and wellbeing tools throughout your school. To find out more, visit us at www.happyconfident.com. It's time for a fresh start to language learning. Pearson Edexcel's new student-centred French, German and Spanish 2024 GCSEs cater to the needs of all learners, regardless of their background, ability or reason for studying. Rooted in learned language knowledge, their assessments are transparent and accessible, allowing all students to showcase their language skills. Through inclusive and relatable content, the new Pearson Edexcel MFL GCSEs build a shared cultural capital that helps students develop an understanding of and appreciation for the wider world. Find out more at go.pearson.com forward slash MFL GCSE 24. And good morning, Elizabeth. Lovely to have you with me. I'm very, very excited to be talking to you. Um, for those who don't know you, um, could you tell us a little bit about you and your teaching journey? Well, good morning, Jane, and thank you for inviting me. And yes, I'm Elizabeth Evans. My married name is Chikoni. And I, um, I started teaching in 1986. I came to Italy to live in 1984. So in 1986, I started and it was very... I plucked up the courage and I went up to the town hall and asked them to give me a room where I could do evening classes. Wow. And, uh, and they said yes. <laughs> so I had a room in the town hall for about six years doing evening classes. So that was a great way for me to start. And uh, yeah, it was... I had a mentor who was from Edinburgh in Scotland mm -hmm. and she lived in a town nearby and she gave me advice about um, books and I started off with Streamline English. <laughs> like yeah, which absolutely loved that book. <laughs> all the levels I took my students over the years through all those levels. So it was really great. So yeah, my journey started in the town hall in Namana. <laughs> And then I started going, being called to go to schools in Ancona, which is the biggest town near us. It's about 25 minutes from here. And uh, yeah, I started going in as, as um, for conversation classes with the students. And then I started working for a few private language schools in Ancona. Mm -hmm. And so my main one was British Institutes. I was there for, I was there until 2001. Okay. Um, and then the owner sold up. And at that point, I just, I got my patita Eva <laughs> at that point. And uh, because by then I had a lot of contacts and I was working with companies. And so the patita Eva was was absolutely, you know, necessary at that point. Yeah, for our, for our so, listeners, it's a sort of similar thing to a VAT code, which means that you can invoice people, which is 
which is nice, but there's a lot of tax behind it, isn't there? <laughs> yes, absolutely. I learned that later. It's very yeah. difficult. Mm. But yeah, but I had that I had that situation going for about 10 years, I yeah. would say. Yeah. And then I I just worked with a different type of contract um, with companies and schools um for 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 a long time so um yeah so i finished with the private schools and i was working with lots of of companies i was working with doctors at the main hospital in ancona i was working with carabinieri <laughs> i was working with um prison guards wow yeah. yes um and then i got a five-year permanent post in a school in Loreto for the Italian Air Force. So it was their foreign language school. So I was there for five years um, permanent. So, but I was doing obviously other things as well because the hours there permitted me to do other stuff. So, and the way we worked, we, we worked, for like two months and then we had a month of a break mm -hmm. so um i'll go back i had started uh, working for a publisher a local italian elt publisher um in 2001 mm -hmm. collaborating with them working on um, um editing and proofreading and then they started giving me writing projects to do so um yeah that was interesting so as well as the the air force school i was able to work for them at 2005 they started sending me all over italy to do workshops with teachers and <laughs> um, obviously very subtly using their material but also my own ideas and my own stuff and uh, that was great because i went everywhere in italy and it, it was just wonderful and more than once and i know lots of teachers everywhere so it's great north south east west even in sicily they sent me to sicily we didn't make sardinia that no was, we didn't manage that one but and then of course 2019 those were the last workshops because, as you know, COVID hit. Yeah, COVID hit. But by 2019, I had decided to open a school with my son and daughter. So we opened our school 25th of January 2020 and closed, of course, in March. Oh dear. Oh dear. Closed. Yeah, semi-closed. And you know, we 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 had a quite a lot of um, enrolled students by then, but they were very hesitant to go online. Mm. A few of them wanted to go online. So, and uh, I had been working online with another organization for some years, um, from like 2013 onwards, more or less. So I'd been work, I had experience online and and so it would have been easy for me but the people weren't so interested mm -hmm. then slowly they began to ask and try it out and then we were very lucky because we also got contracts with state schools online for 
the preparation of pet, pet, first and Kai. Yeah. My son and I deal with that. So we had a lot of quite a lot of courses during the latter part of 2020, 2021, 2022. So that was really good. And that kept us uh, on our feet, let's say. And as well as when we were able to open again, very controlled environment. And uh, yeah, we, we, we did the best we could. And uh, so really, this is really like our first year of a business because, you know, from September mm. twenty twenty two, and we really noticed the difference. We really started to 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 go. Let's say to go up, as I say, with with our clients and work. So yes, it's been a real um, learning curve this journey from two thousand twenty. Yeah, and uh, that's when you see your strength. Yeah, what would you say are your strengths? <laughs> yes. What are your strengths? Ah, um, well, we have on some of the doors here, uh, we have little post-its with never give up, uh, <laughs> keep smiling, never give in. These are, these, that's the way I've always lived mm. my life because, you know, it hasn't been easy. Um, we moved to Namana in 1984. We already had uh, our daughter, Louise, who was born in Glasgow, which is my home city. Louise was born there. We were married in Glasgow and we moved here in 84. Louise was three years old when we moved here. And our language together, my husband and I, was, it, was English because, yes, I met him in Glasgow that I was studying Italian, mm -hmm. and Spanish. Those were my, my languages. But we, our, our relationship has always been in English. That's and when we moved to Namana, his first decision was to continue that way because um, for selfish reasons, really, because he didn't want to um, lose what he had really worked <laughs> hard to mm. achieve with his English. So we, you know, we continued. So my, I would say my Italian suffered a little because you know always at home always English outside Italian but Numana wasn't an easy place to live in for me as an outsider it's a very small town it's um it's very beautiful though I it's very beautiful. <laughs> it is very beautiful but it's very small and especially in 1984 it wasn't as touristic as it is today. Today, it's more open to tourism, but even too much today. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but in 1984, it was really difficult because, you know, I was an outsider. I was termed as the, the, the foreigner, uh, sometimes uh, the Scot or uh, Nicola's daughter-in-law or Andrea's wife. I never had my title, you know. Yep. And yeah, and it was really it was really hard and uh, the people are not weren't so open and friendly and I'm a very open bubbly person so I, I really tried to make friends but I couldn't get into their circles so I gave up and uh, and I just just worked on my own situation 
And as I say, I asked the town hall to give me that room and I had kids. I mean, my I did evening classes because, because I had, at that time, I already had two children in 86 when I started doing the evening classes. So my husband, Andrea, was with them in the evenings. And because I was really determined to, you know, to get my career going. Because mm. I studied for this and that's what I wanted to do. And I was determined. So, um, so we did it. And yeah, and just moved on from that. But no matter, today, I still don't have um, um, a lot of friends. The friends I have in the manor are people who don't come from the manor, from <laughs> Milan or from Naples or from Bologna or from other countries. Mm. Now I'm not the only foreigner now in the manor. Yeah, no, no, <laughs> so, no. I'm yeah, not in Naples either. There's some. Um... Yeah, so there are, you know, I mean, the manor is small, it's like 3,000 inhabitants. And in summer, 33,000. <laughs> yeah, in summer, there's so many people now. It's incredible. So it's a very beautiful town. And we live this town really a lot during the autumn, winter, spring. It, we love it. Summer, it's too busy now with people. Mm -hmm. Too many cars. Too... So what do you do? Yeah. Do you go back to Glasgow or... I always usually go back to Glasgow in August. Mm -hmm. so in fact, I'm, I'm going up on the 29th of July mm -hmm. to my mum. I, I go often to my mum. I, I mean, before COVID, I went every three months. Since COVID, it's changed, but I've, I've sort of started again. I was there at Christmas. I was there at Easter. I'm going end of July until late in August, and I'll be going at Christmas again. So not too bad. Yeah. No, um, no. Definitely a good. Um... Yeah, because that, un unfortunately, I'm an only child, and my mum is. My mum will be ninety in January, mm -hmm. and she never wanted to come to live here, so she didn't want to leave her own home. My dad passed in 1989. They were coming here together for holidays, and after my dad's passing, my mum continued to come here three times a year, always Christmas, May. September because she doesn't like the heat. That's exactly the same as mine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because May, not May yeah. September. <laughs> with having the kids, it was easier for her to come here than us to go there. Mm. So yeah, she came for many years, but she hasn't traveled here since 2004 because she has mobility issues. Mm -hmm. And so she's very much at home. She's housebound really now. And so I go as often as I can and I have some assistance there for her as much as she will allow because she is really stubborn, <laughs> independent, <laughs> typically Glaswegian, Scottish. <laughs> she doesn't want interference. It's good because she carries on doing her things and her she's, uh, as we say in Glasgow, she's all there up here. She's Her brain works fine. Wonderful. Well, do you not so much, but being yes. So yeah. Talked so, about your extensive teaching career, and and now you've you've got your school up and running, but you also do other things, Elizabeth. Could you just tell our listeners a little bit about your work to support teachers and teacher trainers? Yes. Well, I I'm actually quite new to mentoring. I mean, well, not really because. 
Over the years, I have mentored many teachers unofficially, let's say, but I, I started um, mentoring last year with Eve. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, so I've, I've only, this is my, now I'm on my second stint of, of mentoring with teachers from Latin America. Mm -hmm. And, uh, oh dear, um, oh gosh, I can't remember. Caribbean. <laughs> Sorry? Latin America and Caribbean. <laughs> and the Caribbean, that's it, yes. And We're both yeah. working on the same project, so. <laughs> yeah, it's fantastic. Lovely. Uh, my mentee at the moment is from Colombia. Mm -hmm. And last year, I, my mentee was from Serbia. And I have to see, say that there's a very big difference. And so it's been really great because I've had two completely different experiences so far. Last year, the, the mentee last year needed a bit more um, support uh, from me. Um, so that was that was really great to help her to increase her self-confidence and and um, and yeah. Um, instead, this year, the Colombian teacher is way ahead. I mean, I said, you don't need a mentor. But she said, oh, yes, yes, I do. But it, it's, a, it's a different um, situation. But amazing because um, I have learned so much also from mentoring. Um, so it, it makes you see, I don't know, I have no one to help me when I was at the beginning. And yeah, I did have one teacher who did give me advice about the books. But that was all really, but I didn't have mentors around me. Um, maybe when I started working in Ancona, there were more senior people to me. So that was a little bit better. But I really see the importance of, of helping teachers yeah. um, who, especially from other, other realities, from, from our European reality, they really need support and uh and some encouragement really so, what would you say the main differences um between europe and 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 maybe latin america caribbean yeah. Yeah. um well as i say the latin american teacher is amazing and she's very very um active mm. uh, on social media um in particular i've i've been looking and She's very active on Instagram and TikTok. Um, she's very savvy, tech savvy, mm. and she teaches at a university. Last year, the teacher from Serbia taught um, at primary school, mm -hmm. and um, she's a lovely, great teacher. But um, her even her language level was lower than the, the girl from Colombia and uh, much less confident than the Colombian teacher. So she really needed um, a lot of encouraging mm. and she's great in what she does and everything. So um, it was great to work That's with her. Obviously, thanks to you, Elizabeth. And no, she, she just needed to, to, see her, to see her worth and to see um, what she was capable of doing, because she really was capable of doing lots of things. 
but she just needed a little encouragement. I love that word encouragement. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, they, so they were two different realities. So, but it's I'm not looking... the only thing that you do, is it? You also volunteer for IATFL. Yes. Um, <laughs> I love associations. Do you find time oh, and TESOL? Um, how do you find time for all of this? <laughs> I just make time. I'm, I'm a workaholic <laughs> and I'm not very good. I don't sleep as much as I should probably. But I, I, I love um, teachers associations and I'm actually with three teachers associations because I, I've been a member of LEND mm -hmm. in Italy for many years yeah. and TESOL Italy for many years and IATEFO since I think, I think IATEFO since 2010, mm -hmm. something like that, or 11. So because I, I just love the contact, the networking with other teachers and um helping each other i really like listening to people and and getting advice from them as well and so helping each other really it's great yes i love the associations uh, i'm really working hard to try to to get teachers involved again after covid because there's been a big drop in membership um and in enthusiasm and interest and a lot of teachers feel that there is a lot to offer online but they're very the online stuff is very short mm. a little quick fixes you know whereas if you're in the association it's an ongoing um yeah ongoing ongoing assistance and and involvement you know and everyone learns from everyone else and mm. um, i really enjoy associations <laughs> yes okay, i've got a few more questions for you but just at the moment um we're going to go to a quick news break so we'll be right back with elizabeth evans okay it's time for a fresh start to language learning Pearson Edexcel's new student-centred French, German and Spanish 2024 GCSEs cater to the needs of all learners, regardless of their background, ability or reason for studying. Rooted in learned language knowledge, their assessments are transparent and accessible, allowing all students to showcase their language skills. Through inclusive and relatable content, the new Pearson Edexcel MFL GCSEs build a shared cultural capital that helps students develop an understanding of and appreciation for the wider world. Find out more at go.pearson.com forward slash MFL GCSE 24. This is Teachers Talk Radio, and this is Teachers Talk Radio News. The BBC reported on the high cost of school uniforms. Whilst this is nothing new, the current cost of living crisis has brought the issue back into focus. The charity, The Children's Society, claims in the report that parents are spending an average of £422 a year on secondary and £287 on primary uniforms. This is despite rules that were meant to lower the cost. The government commented that it was working to ensure uniform costs are reasonable. 
The BBC reports that some parents have said that they are having to choose between uniforms and holidays because prices have increased. The Children's Society said it had polled 2,000 parents across the UK and found that parents could be paying an average of £75 for coats and bags, an average of £63 for sports clothing and around £62 for school shoes. Under changes to the Education Act last year, schools in England are meant to be helping cut costs for parents. However, the Children's Society found pupils were still expected to have three to five branded items as part of uniform. Whilst many schools now offer pre-loved uniform to struggling families, parents and charities continue to say that more must be done. FE Week reports on the new NHS workforce plan, calling it a fantastic opportunity for the FE sector. In an opinion piece by Robert Halfen, the plan is claimed to put apprenticeships and skills training at the heart of the NHS workforce strategy. The FE sector already offers training for apprenticeships in a range of core healthcare roles, such as dental nurse, healthcare support worker and pharmacy technician. But the new plan seeks to broaden the range and routes into working for the NHS. The government has announced £40 million of funding over the next two years to help eligible providers expand degree apprenticeships. £48 million of funding is also backing the higher technical qualification in healthcare roles. The BBC features concerns about the number of nurseries closing in England, after more than 400 closed in the last year. The sector is blaming chronic underfunding and rising costs. The National Day Nurseries Association said the data raised serious questions about whether there would be enough places to deliver the government's promised expansion of free childcare. In the year to the end of March, the number of nurseries fell from 27,291 to 26,884, with the overall number of places dropping by 3,512. When childminders were included, the overall number of childcare places fell by 24,521. In March's budget, the Chancellor announced the extension of the current scheme offering some families in England 33 hours of childcare per week for three to four-year-olds to cover younger children. The change would be phased in from April next year. Nurseries say the amount of government payment does not cover costs leading to closures for some businesses. A Department of Education spokesperson said that the picture was broadly positive as the decrease in places was only 2% on last year, although it was recognised that there are some local challenges. This has been your Teachers Talk Radio News with Joe Fox. This is Two Minute Tech with Steve Woods, your tech briefing on Teachers Talk Radio. Hello, this week I'm going to talk VPN. For those of you thinking, why is Steve talking about an underwear fashion faux pas? A VPN is a virtual private network, and knowing a little bit about them might make you realise you actually need one. What is it? Well, in a nutshell, a VPN changes how internet data is transmitted from a device. It allows the user to be more hidden. I know what you're thinking. I'm no cyber criminal. Why do I want to conceal my data? Well, let's look at three things a VPN can do for you. I'm going to use a phone as an example, but all of these can be applied to any device you can put on the internet. Do you use public networks? A public network may be the Wi-Fi on the bus or train, a local coffee shop or fast food restaurant, any connection that isn't your home. Transmitting data on these networks can potentially allow your data to be intercepted by third parties. 
Having a VPN allows you to encrypt your data from your device rather than depending on the network you're connecting to. So, when surfing the web while enjoying a burger and fries, you can be confident if you're being intercepted, the data will be useless to the interceptor. The next is shopping online. When connecting to an online shop, some stores use your location and unique device ID to target you. If you're returning to look at a product, the likelihood is you're going to buy it. Knowing this, some stores use clever algorithms to increase the price to maximize their profit. With a VPN, you can mask this data so the price you see is the initial price. The third is some streaming services are blocked by internet providers or unavailable from outside of certain countries. If you're using a VPN, you can choose where to set your location to allow you to see the content you wish to stream. I've not looked at individual providers. Some are free, some are paid for. If you're unsure, find a friend who's using one, ask them about it, and use the same one as them to begin with. Then you get free tech support. Make sure you know the terms of service. You don't want the VPN you're using keeping your data, as that would defeat the object in the first place. As always, don't forget to check out the TT Radio Twitter feed. Tell us what you want to know about tech. I'm Steve Woods, and that was Two Minute Tech. Two Minute Tech with Steve Woods. Your tech briefing on Teachers Talk Radio. And we're back with Elizabeth. And just in the break, we were sort of discussing, not only do you do mentoring, volunteering, run your own school, teach, you also examine and you've been running around <laughs> your area doing Cambridge exams. <laughs> Quite yeah, yes, that's true. I had a very busy, let's say from February to beginning of June. Exams, mm. yes, going to many different towns near and some quite far exactly. in, so, in, in naples we've been seeing exactly the same um the same thing we've got people well, centers needing examiners and you know people sort of rushing left right and center it's been a i mean it's it's quite reassuring isn't it when you kind of see that there are you know we're going back to normal we're seeing our students taking exams and and been quite successful yes in fact I was talking about that the other day I see a big difference mm. in the students you know um, compared to 10 years ago for example the students now they're much much better than what they used to be Incredibly. yeah with pet and first I, did, I mean there was a session the other day with 40 c1s yeah. and that's just like where did the students come from you know that um it's really it's really reassuring i know that are you were probably around because we're as old as each other <laughs> um but when we had progetto lingua de mila i mean we're now talking about 23 years ago absolutely was a huge push to to get the level up and mm -hmm. i think it has been quite effective. Yes, definitely. And maybe also, of course, the students are so um, tech savvy and they're always online. And OK, a lot of the things they do are not so great, but it has boosted their English level, I'd say. Lots definitely. of people communicating yes. with gamers in other countries and yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, I've met students and it's like, how is it that you speak so well? And it is because they they play computer games with other children online. It's um yeah. it's quite extraordinary. Exactly. It's amazing. Yeah, I do see a big difference. Mm. Yes. Yeah, so yes, yeah, so it's great. I love being an examiner too. 
and uh, and yes, of course, I do lots of preparation courses for the exams as well. Those are just short courses, you know, with state skills. Mm -hmm. But we we're gradually doing more in our school too, um, for the preparation. So that's good. So, what are your top teaching tools? <clears throat> um, do you mean digital tools? It could be anything. <laughs> well, yeah, well, okay. I I don't know. I, if you want, if you want to speak out the way I work, I love, I was a big fan of dog me mm -hmm. in the past. Yeah. And obviously, yeah, amazing. And now I work a lot with emergent language. So because a lot of places I go to, they don't have a lot of resources. Mm. So, you know, so it's really good to be able to think quickly and uh, and work with emergent language. And I, and I love that. And the students, the students love it too. And, you know, we speak about things that they're interested in and they are more motivated. And it's, uh, it's great. I, I love to see that enthusiasm. So yeah, work a lot with emergent language. Okay, obviously with course books too, but um, I think emergent language is fantastic, that way of working. Would that have been you um, 20 years ago or would you have just stuck to the course book? Well, I did use the course book a lot, but I also, because I, I was a fan of Scott Thornbury and Dogme. And so I was, I was experimenting at that time especially with working with um, Carabinieri, using guards. And the, so I didn't really have specific material for them. So we had to, I had to work with emergent language, and, you know, to get them to speak. And, and I had to learn a lot about what they were doing. So that was really great. I love variety. Mm -hmm. I've always loved variety. That actually reminds me of... Um many many years ago in naples we used to have something called the contrabandieri they would sell illegal cigarettes on the street and then at a certain point they just all disappeared and um we were approached by the carabinieri to run a course for their staff because they were then going to spain and the uk to consult with their with the local police on how to manage the contraband cigarette sellers <laughs> which was like yeah. oh my goodness what a world we live in <laughs> amazing yeah i remember i worked with um a, a chief of police as well and um she was going to sweden for a special project regarding um uh abuse against um women and um violence against women practically so um she she came to me for a period to, and i had to learn a lot of stuff regarding that form of criminality and um and solutions so it was it was interesting and working also with doctors surgeons yeah i've learned so much over the years you know mm -hmm. bits and pieces and uh um regarding tools digital we, nowadays what we use a lot whatsapp with our students i don't know about you but with my students we use it a lot mm -hmm. and um of course that means that you're on call quite a lot you know you're available so yeah. 
But then available is one of the main keyword concepts yep. in mentoring and in <laughs> my world. So, yeah, so. So that's a tool, isn't it? It's availability. Yes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> availability, really. Exactly. So it's um, it's it's uh, it's okay for me. Yeah, and uh, yeah, and my student at seven thirty this morning asked me if soon if we can work online because he'll be away from his company in another town. And I said, of course, no problem. So I'll be working during July, maybe some of August too. Yeah. online with him but i do intend to have a break in august i think but, uh, i think yeah. that's important so just tell me about the people who inspire and influence you well there have been many over the years i mean scott thornbury was up there and um carol reed mm. um, for me yeah early on she was at her book 500 activities for the primary classroom that was my Bible, Bible. <laughs> for a very long time. Yeah. Also, working with the teachers of primary school, mm. I used that a lot. I yeah. really did. So, Carol, yes, she's up there. And um, I'm a huge fan of Carol. She was, I remember when I did my first ever conference presentation, she came to it and I was like, Carol Reed, no. <laughs> but, um, she was lovely. She was really supportive and really nice. Yeah. Another person was Mario Rimbolucci because, mm. as being a member of LEND, um, um, LEND had a conference every two years um, in a beautiful spot called uh, Porto Novo, which mm. is near, near Numana, between Numana and Ancona, on the beautiful Riviera del Conero beautiful and Mario came there often because um this was organized by Lend. they were very much in touch with pilgrims so Mario came it was every two years that conference and Mario came um a lot in the past to that and so he's another one who's high up there on my list and uh, nowadays Alex 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 Popovsky. Yes. yes. <laughs> Alex is, yes. She's an inspiration to us all, isn't she? She's wonderful. Absolutely wonderful, Alex. She's up there too. Yeah. Yep. And uh, yeah, so there are so many really, but that I admire and get inspiration from. Yep. Great. <laughs> but having done all of the things that you've done, <clears throat> do you have future goals? What's the plan for you? Yeah, well, the plan is to keep going and keep on doing what I'm doing <laughs> and just to to help my son and daughter to to evolve in their teaching careers. Mm. Laura is 38 and Nico is 35. Mm -hmm. So and they've been teaching now for maybe 10, 12 years each mm -hmm. of them. Um, so Obviously, when we opened the school, it was a whole new adventure for them as well. And uh, I want to always encourage them. They're enjoying it. Yes, it, there have been really difficult moments, I have to say, during mm. those two years because, yeah, you know, very difficult. But I, difficult for me too, but I always, as I say, I keep smiling and I find solutions and I try to pass that on to them and and help them just to to keep going even in, 
even in difficult times, you just have to keep going. Yeah. So I, I want to really make to help them to keep the school going. And um, I don't think I'll ever retire because <laughs> I can't really see that happening, especially with the situation in Italy. <laughs> Etc. But Pensions at seventy-five or something like that. Yeah, but I love I love what I do. I'm very enthusiastic still about what I do, and so that's great. And I, I keep going on trying to just trying to help others. And do you have a favourite quote? Do you have something that defines you? Well, there are actually two. One which I've had all my life, which is hold fast. It's the motto of the clan MacLeod. My mum is a MacLeod, so I'm 50% MacLeod. Mm -hmm. And hold fast is the motto. And I really felt that when I moved to Namana, I really used that motto a lot because I was struggling and that really helped me, you know? And uh, so that's been all through my life because of the clan, etc. But one that, which I really think of a lot is try to be a rainbow in someone's cloud. Oh, that's lovely. Maya Angelou. And I have that pinned up on my pin board here. And yeah, and that's what I try to do. I really do. I really try. And I hope it works. I, I think it does. And I just think you are such a wonderful person. Um, how about something a bit silly? A fun fact that most people don't know about you. <laughs> well, yeah, I don't know if it's silly, but I just before COVID, I the years leading to COVID, I was a volunteer mm -hmm. for the Numana Tarta team. Um, Numana is also known as Città delle Tartarughe, the oh. city of turtles. Oh, yeah. So I am um, well. We haven't set started up again since COVID. We're hoping to, but leading up to COVID, I was one of the Tarta team, the Numana Tarta team. So, and what what we did was okay. There is, I'll explain. There is a hospital in Riccione, mm -hmm. turtles in trouble for sea creatures in trouble. Yeah, and and uh, what happens is that they when the turtles are taken care of, treated, they're, they're, they're better, let's say. They bring them down to Namana and there is, a, um, so, so there's a reception committee there, like I was one of them at that time and we're hoping to get it up and going again. I don't know when. And uh, <clears throat> the turtles stay for a week in a little bay that is cordoned off for them. And uh, then at the end of that week, each turtle is taken by boat from Namana, the port of Namana, to the a beautiful beach called the Two Sisters Beach. I don't know if you know Le Due Sorelle. They are two sea stacks between Namana and Ancona, and just past Sirolo, really. And uh, they are taken to the Two Sisters Beach, and they are released. Wow. Into the sea again. And it's such a beautiful, um, such a beautiful thing to do and such a beautiful feeling watching the turtle head directly for the sea. And and <laughs> it, it's it's amazing. So yeah, I'm looking forward to getting back back into that. They are still bringing the turtles, but the Richone hospital people 
bring them and they go directly with the boats mm -hmm. so hopefully we'll be we'll be getting into volunteering again the Tata team I hope so uh, I'm ready for it again <laughs> that's just one one thing and it's not really silly but no it's not silly it's lovely yeah really. and uh yeah and I, I do tai chi in winter during winter months I love tai chi so <laughs> that keeps me grounded and keeps me sane and I like my breathing exercises and yeah I'm walking on the beach oh so. Elizabeth it has just been so wonderful to speak with you this morning I mean we've covered all over <laughs> the in the sea and um I wish you a lovely restful summer and I hope to have you back again on the program. Thank you, Jane. And oh, you too. Please have a good restful summer too. I will. Thank you very much for coming. I'll, I'll see you around. <laughs> You've been listening to Teachers Talk Radio. Tune in live and listen back at ttradio.org. We look forward to hearing from you next time on Teachers Talk Radio.